Hello friends, you're listening to a new episode of Ask Akar Anything on Audiomatic.in. It's a show where I answer your questions on, well, everything. So send your interesting, weird, strange, funny questions coming in via email to aaa at audiomatic.in or through Facebook and Twitter. Vinay Das Gupta from Shiliguri on email. To what do you ascribe the recent popularity of retold myths, Devdat Patnaik, Amish, etc.? Is it just for the absorbing stories? Also, do you think stories such as the Mahabharat and the Ramayan provide any insights into the India of today? Is it just for the absorbing stories? I would say no. The stories are hardly absorbing. They are the myths that we already know. They have been retold, as you rightly put it. All cultures are warmed by the validation of things that they believe in. I think that if you are told that a woman's place is in a particular stance, whether in this instance a submissive, if you've been told that since childhood, any stories that validate that through myth will warm you because you will tend to believe them as being true. The other part of your question I think is much more interesting. Uh, do they provide any insights into the India of today? I think they do. I think if you look at for instance the Ramayan and the death of Vali we realize that Sri Ram's murder of Vali for no reason other than the fact that he was able to and use dharma as a reason it shows us that morality is in a particular place in our society and it's not in a particularly high place that the idea that if you have power whatever you do is right I think comes to a large extent from our texts. I think in the Mahabharata the murder of brothers and cousins and uncles is justified by with some vague notion of dharma which is actually accepted uh, by Amarjun at uh, Kurukshetra. I think that the divorcing of uh, morality from our a public life from our personal life the reason why we have a corruption to the extent that we do a lot of that can be looked at through the lens of our myths i think if we study them carefully we will find a lot of answers Kavya from Mysore dating apps like Tinder seem to be more useful for casual hookups than long-term relationships how do you think this dynamic works in terms of the indian social context do women and men using such apps have different outcomes in mind I would say broadly speaking no that all long term relationships begin with basic and casual hookups you don't really know whether the person is right for you till you've spent some time with them physically till you've spent some time with them in conversation so in that sense tinder only kick starts the process i would say rather than turn it straight towards sex but i would say this that i don't think men and women use such apps differently all of us are looking for the same sort of thing we're looking for companionship we're looking for love whether it be physical or whether it be emotional in that sense i would say that it's not very different the way that men and women look at the app certainly i would say that in india the urban anglicized indian doesn't approach and i'm speaking of mainly the female here doesn't approach her relationships in any way different from any other part of the world i think the indian woman is looking for an independent life in the city and i think things like tinder help that Question from Shubhajit on email. Do you think the Indian governance structure, including district-level administration, land revenue, etc., etc., being modelled on the British Raj, is not suited to a participatory democracy aimed at transparency? Would setting up a more Indic 
community-based governance structure in 47 have resulted in a better India. It is true, Shubhajit, that the governance structure that we have uh, is British in its origin. Um, it is fairly old. It replaces two things. One is the land revenue system put in place by Todarmal of the Mughal Empire under Akbar in the 16th century and then you had the Maratha supremacy in parts of India 200 years after that. The British structure centers around two things. Uh, revenue collection which is why we still have designations such as collector. What does the collector collect? He collects money and the district magistrate who is essentially a bureaucrat but also in charge of law and order. So the British thought that the Indian population needed to be subdued and tax needed to be extracted from it. Would it have been better to make it more Indic? I suspect the answer to that is no, that the system is Indic and the British system has survived as long as it has because of the fact that it is Indic, that it responds to particularities and peculiarities that are Indian. Pakistan, I remember under General Musharraf, this is about 10 years or so ago, maybe it's a little longer than that, tried to replace it with a more democratic structure. I think the local bodies were headed by people called Nazims that didn't survive. I think they've gone back to a fairly IAS type structure. And that responds again to what I just said earlier, which is that our system is indigenous in many ways, even though it is British in its origin. Would it help to change it in India? I suspect not immediately. I think one of the problems with, for instance, Panchayati Raj or any of the other localization programs that we've had in the last 20 years has been that there has been much chaos and enormous corruption at the lower ends where there has not been monitoring. I think in a place like the US, for instance, where even the police officials in small town tend to be locals who have been elected to the post, like the sheriffs, having that in India might be slightly problematic particularly in certain states. I suspect also that this might not last too long, that in about 10-15 years or so, at the most, we will see a change at the bottom. Hi, I'm Anuruddha from Delhi. My question to you is, the educational system in India is in a bad shape, with impossible cut-offs, general herd mentality, and lack of any actual understanding. What changes do you think need to be brought about in India's mainstream education? I would hesitate to dismiss it and throw baby out with bathwater because it is true that with whatever shortcomings the system has, it's able to distill the brightest talent and that is why IIT in particular and IIM to a slightly lesser extent tends to throw out such fantastic talent year after year. It in many ways is representative of the kind of system we have which is that of memorization and focus on certain things like maths and some of the sciences. So it does work in some instances, but I would accept entirely that for the most part it has failed. And I think the failure is one of primary education. In my opinion, it would drastically improve this country and its economy and its poverty if we were to have a good nutrition. 38% of all Indian children at the age of two are stunted. Now, this is a physical stunting. We are a small race, yes, but it also results in mental stunting. I don't think that the mental ability, the mental agility is all there in your later years because you have been deprived till the age of two. So, nourishment would be the first. This is something that the state needs to look at. The other thing is I think very good primary education that focuses on thinking. 
and independence and uh, most European countries in the US I went to school in the US for a year when I was 16 and I was struck by how different the system there was I I was in the top tier of my class there though I was quite a poor student here but that was mainly because I had the ability to memorize and I don't think it served me in good stead in my later years I think that if these two things change the rest of it in my opinion will probably sort itself out in time if we don't do these two and I don't see any movement towards it I think we'll be in deep trouble for a very long time to come I'm Sylvie from Delhi. My question to you is: I'm learning Urdu at the age of 30 after having no decent opportunity to learn this language in school or college. In spite of living in Delhi, where this language was born and flourished, isn't this shameful? Why aren't we more proud of this heritage? Firstly, it wasn't actually born in Delhi. It was born either in the Deccan, if you believe certain people, or it was born in. Ahmedabad where the person who was thought to have invented the modern language his name is Wali Muhammad Wali Wali Dakhani or Wali Gujarati by whatever name you want to call him died in 1707 the same year that Aurangzeb died he was the first poet of the modern urdu language so there is a verse from ghalib which says rikhta ke tumhi ustad nahi ho ghalib kehte hain agle zamane mein koi meer bhi tha this meer that he is referring to is of course meer taqi meer there is a couplet by meer which goes a khugar nahi kuch yun hi hum rikhta goi ke mashuk jo apna tha bashinda dakhan tha this mashuk that he is referring to bashinda the native of the deccan is wali so uh, long story short it was born in the south of india it moved with wali to the mughal court uh, and he died as i said in 1707 i also started learning urdu at the age of 30 so we have something in common the way that i learned it uh, was by going to evening school first at the university of mumbai in kalina and then having a series of molvis come home and teach me it is quite true that there's no decent opportunity as you said to learn the language but i don't think that's necessarily true only of urdu i am gujarati and i don't know of too many gujaratis who teach their children that language once they leave the state all of our native regional vernacular whatever word you want to use it languages are in decline in that segment of the population which is anglicized i would say urdu is more a script than a language i was surprised once i learned how to read it uh, at how close it was to hindi and this was when i was still more closed minded than i am today i'm still fairly a uh, closed minded but not as much and it occurred to me that if people had knowledge of the script they would realize that it is not really as foreign or as exotic as we believe it to be gandhi said somewhere he wrote somewhere that all indians ought to learn the hindustani language in both its devanagari and perso arabic scripts and i think he was quite right Metap from Pune. What do you think of Sonia and Rahul Gandhi's recent aggression towards Sushma Swaraj? Do you think it signals a change from the defensive politics of a ruling party to aggression of an opposition party? Can they pull it off? Good observation. I think they have moved from being a defensive party to being a slightly aggressive one. Can they pull it off? It depends. I think that there are two things here. One is mindless opposition in parliament is generally a good tactic. It worked for the BJP, but it must be part of a larger strategy. It cannot exist uh, by itself. It needs to be coherent. The Gandhis need to convince large parts of India. 
maybe not a majority but certainly large parts that what they are doing has some end in mind and it is towards a purpose i think at the moment it tends to be scatter shot on one day they are agitating in parliament over sushma swaraj on the next day over vyapam on the third day over something else which is fine i think what is needed is for there to be an overarching strategy when mr modi launched his campaign 3 years ago he was quite clear in that the corruption in india was the result of a dynastic rule and that needed to be got rid of i think that's a clear enough simple enough easy enough message both to communicate and to understand and i think what gandhi's need is something equally simple so while they have a tactic which is fairly successful they are back in the news after having been on uh, the inside pages for a long time they still need to have that strategy in place and convince large parts of india not everybody not even the majority that what they're doing is towards some specific goal once they do that i think i will be more comfortable with what they're doing now that's all the questions for today if you'd like to ask me a question send it in to aaa@automatic.in or write to me on facebook or on twitter i'll be back next week with more answers and remember you can listen to all of our shows on automatic.in or on your favorite podcast apps including itunes pocketcast stitcher and player fm Audiomatic. You can find us at audiomatic.in or look for our shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher.